0: is the and Pearls podcast. Welcome to season two, episode three. Happy Black History Month, everybody. Woo! Mm-hmm. I know February is what's known as Black History Month out there in the world. But to me, Black History Month is every month. We are going to take this first episode in February to talk about our Black brilliance. I think I just coined a new phrase and I like it. During this episode, we're going to talk about our history, not the history that we hear after our ancestors were brought to various parts of the world as slaves, Mm -hmm. but our history before, our accomplishments, our strengths, our ingenuity, that which other cultures try to stifle. But you know what? We continue to persevere. We continue to be our ancestors' wildest dreams. Why? Because we come from a solid legacy. And we're excited to share what we have learned with you. So, before I jump in, I'm excited to announce that for the month of February, we will be collaborating with the Core Issues Podcast. Hey. And I am so happy to introduce to you my friend, Corey Andrew, host of the Core Issues Podcast. Hey. Every time I speak to Corey, I am filled with energy and positivity. He mm-hmm. is that awesome. Aww. And by the way, his clapback game is real. <laughs> Don't go after him on social media. <laughs> You've been warned. Don't, warned. Do Don't do it. So let me tell you a little bit about Corey. <laughs> Corey is a contributing writer for Instinct Magazine and Grit Daily, he's a Renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Corey is also a seasoned stand up comedian, advertising creative, and recording artist. This diverse background inspires points of view on a range of topics, especially Corey's favorites, social issues, and entertainment. Mm-hmm. On the Facebook live show Core Issues, Corey shares stories of politics, pop culture, and everyday people doing newsworthy things. Mm-hmm. His growing audience loves to engage, comment, and watch his on camera interviews with stars on the red carpet, including the cast of Pose, one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Tiffany yeah. Haddish, Elizabeth Banks, and the cast of Charlie's Angels, the reboot that was made in 2019, mm-hmm. Gloria Rubin, James Roday, Shangela, I love me some Shangela, come have before audiences can now listen to Corey on the go as core issues with Corey andrew brings a thoughtful comedic and fresh perspective to the podcast
1: world Corey. Without,
0: without further ado Corey andrew let us know what you think how you doing
1: hey everyone thank you ladies and thank you for that introduction you know when you hear that you, you know, I'm, I'm listening going, dang, I did all that. <laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of humbled with that because I'm just excited to be able to do what I love. So thank you for that introduction. And it's good to be with you. Yeah. Thank
0: you for being with us. Good to have you, Corey. Yes.
1: You. yes, yes. <laughs> so what we be talking about today, ladies, we got this Black History Month upon us. And I'm so- black,
2: y'all. I'm yes, Black, y'all. Yes, I'm yes. Blacker than Black, and I'm black, black, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. Every day, 24-7, 365, there is no break. <laughs> this is a full-time job. <laughs> and um, what we wanted to use this month about for Black History is to bring you back, all the way back, where it was all Black everything. So... Black people, we have a long standing history seeped in first in education, mathematics, architecture, engineering, art, literature, medicine, and not to say royalty, going all the way back to 40 BC. Mm. So our history is just not limited to the white wasp version that we've all been plied with Mm -hmm. that effectively starts us off as slaves in 1619 Mm. and strategically, and I use that word purposely, omits the power and grace we have all descended from. Yes. So today's episode, as Erica has intimated, is all black, everything, our history, air quotes, our history. So today we're going to talk about a lot of things that happened prior to 1619. I mentioned things going all the way back to 40 BC, but basically we want to share with you the history that's not taught in school and it's purposely not talked about. Mm -hmm. A history where white people have misconstrued on purpose and twisted to fit their agenda of rationalizing through religion and misinformation to keep black people stifled, period, hard stop. You know, they don't want us to know about our powerful, and notable history that precedes slavery and, quiet as it is not kept, we're going to find it out today, the Roman Empire. So, mm-hmm. today's episode is all about taking control of our narrative, empowering each and every one of you and us with facts, and to remind you that our history is one of power, innovation, and it's seeped in royalty. Mm-hmm. So, let's not get it twisted, folks. The strong black women you see today are not new or one offs. And I'm about to tell you about some queens of queens. We are descendants of queens, every one of us, and female warriors who were kicking ass and taking names hundreds of years before Stacey Abrams, Shirley Chisholm, and Sojourner Truth. So, look, truth people, facts. So, we are going to start back back in the day. About a queen so fabulous back to 40 BC, where she reigned and she basically, short version, kicked the perfect, whose name was alias, alias Galus of Sudan. He's Roman, kicked his butt, kicked his butt so bad that her army beat the Roman Empire, took uh, the the head off of a statue brought it back to their home and buried it in front of their temple in front of their temple of uh, for victory and her name was queen kandaka of kush and she reigned from 40 bc to 10 bc and the head was actually found and they don't tell us all this it was actually found in 1912 hmm. in a section of africa that is now predominantly that's now that 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 head is now in the british museum
1: but did, I never learned about
2: that. I no. Never, no. I had no Good idea stuff.
1: about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. No. And I can only imagine how many more of those <laughs> stories there are that we don't know about. But no, I have never heard of that story at all.
2: Yeah. Queen, oh. Queen, Queen. So now we know uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which was supposed to come out last year, just came out, right? Was on, you know, now it's on Disney Plus and mm-hmm. uh, HBO Max mm-hmm. and all that other kind of stuff. But don't get it twisted, folks. The Amazons aren't white women and they aren't <laughs> from Rome. I'm going to tell you about a few women that will blow your mind. So, so female fearless warriors. We've all been brainwashed to believe that our Wonder Woman or Xena the Warrior Princess are it. It's so wrong because the truth is the fearless women warriors were black. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you one. I'm going to tell you about a, a group. There's a front line group of women who were the frontline soldiers of a West African empire and a kingdom called Domine, you know, that existed from like 1625 to 1894. And those frontline sur- soldiers were all black women, all female army, all female army, no men, all women. And they were so fierce and ruthless that the white folks, European colonists, called them Amazons after the mythical warriors. So let me tell you. So all those movies that showing all these white female warriors and all that calling them amazon? Yeah, they stole that. That's our history. We we laid the path to that. And, you know, I, it makes me
0: think of Black Panther, right? Like yep. when we go to oh, Wakanda, yeah. I mean, course, the women yeah. were the warriors and they were bad ass. Whoops. Can I curse? They were yeah. bad. <laughs> they, yeah. were, they were bad. So I wonder if when they were even re- making that movie, did they re- research that history to bring those women to life? I don't
1: yeah. know, but it yeah, very, seem, it's
0: intriguing, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. When I saw that, too, I thought that that was a component that may have had historical context when i when i saw black panther I, was, I wonder if there were this is based on some actual historical context because clearly as we are hearing uh there is an actual historical context for it and so right. it makes perfect sense that they would have actually uh, and had, all, yeah.
2: all these figures you know of these women of beauty athleticism fierce war like soldiers you know kick All this athleticism, you know, backflips, doing stuff, jump through, whatever, is based off of what we've done. The history and the path that we've made. Black people, not white folks. So, again, nothing that's taught in school. So, and I'm gonna round it out with one other queen that I purposely found out about her history and it just warmed my heart because what she did back in the day is like groundbreaking and her name is queen Asantewe, way and so she was born in 1840 and she led the ashante rebellion against british colonization so she hmm. was the first and only example of a woman to be given the role of a war leader in asante's history history under her rule She was so empowered and she empowered women. Under her rule, she promoted women to be emancipated and she promoted gender equality back Mm. in the day. So all this stuff we've been talking about, like most recently, specifically, again, we we were the trailblazers. And uh, again, it's a black woman who did it, 1840 folks. And we don't learn about this. And again, we don't know any of this deep history that is kept from us but we have the power to take this back we it's out there it's out there and when you check out our website and you go to the podcast and listen i'm gonna have all this detail in here about um the women and the history we're going to be talking about today because again this is out our history own it we mm-hmm. we we owned it these people died fought beat a lot of roman empires and other people for us to be here. And we should not forget about the sacrifices and all the hard work that they've done. We They need to be glorified. This is our history, let's own it, let's own it.
1: So, you know, it's interesting on that point, when uh, the, with the rise of Stacey Abrams movement with the, her, um, her, her voter registration tri- triumph, if you will, um, obviously we see that Uh, Kamala Harris has become the the VP. And there were all these examples of other strong Black congresswomen like Val Demings and um, gosh, Ayanna Priestley and all these amazing uh, women who were in contention for being potentially a vice president right, for Joe Biden. And when I began to watch the public have this sort of like look of marvel and amazement at these Black women, I was sitting there going, if you're raised by a Black woman, you're not surprised by this. You see this black. every freaking day. Every exactly. <laughs> All black day. It, right. And it and, and makes me, and I was going, what took you so long to get Black chicks on your side to get stuff done? I was yep. wondering, like, what took you so long, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking at America, like, really, because, you know, at the backbone of so many African-American families, there's, there's women who are the solid um, to this day. You know, my mom's the mm-hmm. oldest of five kids. And she has been that warrior for our whole family. So all I know is a Black woman who will cuss you out with one hand, you know, cuss you out on the phone while she's stirring the pot, <laughs> cooking, yep. and getting her hair done at the same right. time. And, you know, right, right. And, and paying bills and not falling behind on the expenses. And, like you know, that's what the Black women I know do. So, um, yeah, it was a really interesting thing that that's like some big revelation now. So anyway, I'm I'm hoping that maybe people realize that that's a part of the heritage and that yeah. is why those black women now have been brought forward like your Kamala Harris, who is now the VP, second yeah. in command of the country. Right.
2: This, this is so it's it's incredulous how people think that this is like a one off. Right. Mm-hmm. Like these these five, six, ten women are just one offs. You know, they're anomalies. And when they're not, they're just part of history. They're right. one of many that we don't even know about mm-hmm. some of on our own fault. But some of it has been strategically kept from us. And we all know none of this stuff that I've talked about, we've talked about thus far, has come up with any history books. And I can tell you for a fact that when I was going through history, like American history and history, when I was oh, going no. to school, none of this. Oh, no, no. no, 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 no,
1: Absolutely not. You remember Shaka Zulu came. Yeah, and, yes. Uh, and I remember, like we didn't know if that was fact or fiction. We had no idea. And then when we found out he was a real, actual character, I remember... The kids I was in high school with—they were like Shaka Zulu. They had tattoos on their head. Because like, <laughs> we just—we were so starving for it. like, because right. you know, the, cause the history books are full of war of white warriors. They're full of them.
0: Of course. And we yeah. don't
1: have any, so we're not Shaka Zulu. We were like, whoa, really? So. Right. Because
0: our history started at Plymouth Rock, accordingly. right? Plymouth Rock is where all things started, you know, and they brought the slaves and all that. And we didn't know anything. And they made us so much better because they taught us so much and all this stuff, right? Where
2: I honestly think they just stifled all that we knew already. And stole it. And I'm going to about to tell you, I'm going to give you three examples of where things that you thought white folks did They got from black folks. And let's start with some architecture. So everyone, when they think about architecture, you immediately think pyramids. And then right after pyramids, you think Egyptians, right? Right. When you think pyramids, do you know that way before the Egyptians, you remember Queen Kanata that I talked about before of Kush? Mm -hmm. They had pyramids they had pyramids those were the first pyramids those were the first pyramids period not the egyptians not the ones that we've been brainwashed to believe because during 2500 bc and 300 ad more than 225 pyramids were discovered that's into present day sudan 225 Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. before the egyptians right so right. they were constructed over a period of a few hundred years to serve as like tombs for kings and queens and the wealthy, right? Fourteen were constructed for renowned warrior queens. <sighs> you know, like I'm not even. You know, I'm just when I was reading this, I was just like, "Woo!" Don't it's come. To me. Don't come for me today because yeah, I got something for <laughs> you, right? Um. So, so fourteen of so fourteen of the two hundred twenty-five uh, pyramids that were discovered were constructed for renowned warrior queens. Now, the history that they talk about talks about only about the approximately the 120 or so much larger pyramids that were constructed in ancient Egypt, but they were built over a period of 3,000 years. Facts. These These pyramids still stand today we don't know about that. I never know. I didn't know anything about this. And I and you can go check this facts because I got end notes and footnotes for the links to take you to show you that what we're sharing with you today is 100% facts. So the those pyramids that still stand today are recognized by UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Mm. But we don't hear about this stuff. We don't. <laughs> and what I'm about to tell you is just going to not only make you sick to your stomach, but show you how pervasive the strategic move white people did to keep us in the dark about our greatness, our power, our intelligence, our ingenuity here. Have you ever heard about something called the Great Wall of Benin?
1: I have not, no.
2: Okay. The Great Wall of Benin has been deemed one of Africa's ancient architectural marvels. It was described by Fred Pierce. Um, He is a writer for a a science magazine called The New Scientist. And I quote, he said, in all, they are four times longer than the Great Wall of China Hmm. and consumed 100 times more material than the Great Pyramids of of Chepops. They took an estimated 150 million hours of digging, to construct, and what are perhaps the largest single archaeological phenomenon on the planet? Mm. I've never heard of them. So where, where exactly are they? Where are okay, they? Okay, hold on, hold on. And you asked where they are, and I'm going to tell you. So they don't exist because the in 1897, the British, trying to teach oh, us a lesson, destroyed wow. them, and they destroyed more than a thousand years of Benin history and some of the earliest evidence of our rich African civilizations. Hmm. Another example, clear example, showing what white people fear they destroy, right? So let me tell you about um, just the impact of what they did in 1897 and what this next uh, ethno-mathematician said that blew my mind, but I kind of knew it deep down. So Ron Eglash, he is an ethno-mathematician, and for those who don't know what an ethno-mathematician is, these are the people that study the relationship between mathematics and culture. Cool stuff. Didn't even know that existed. Learning new stuff every day. So anyway, yeah. so Ron Eglash said, and I quote, when Europeans first came to Africa, they considered the architecture disorganized and thus primitive. It never occurred to them that the Africans might have been using a form of math matters that they hadn't even discovered yet. Oh, oh my goodness. Like, just think about that. Right. (laughs) Right, So they destroyed it. They destroyed it. What they fear and don't know and don't fit into what their construct, they destroy. Facts, Mm -hmm. facts, 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 quotes. Like I said, links footnotes, endnotes. You can look this stuff and read it because I look, I am preaching. I am preaching today. I'm telling the truth. Like this is this is crazy. It's crazy. And it's,
0: and it's just amazing to me that, you know, these are things that we have to dig and find, right? So that means that for us to continue to learn and grow, we have to find it. It's, it's unfortunate that it's not, it's readily available, but we have to dig for it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not something like why aren't we taught this in school? This would have to be like a special class. This would have to be like a, a an elective, elective class system, right, you take yeah. in college because it's not part of
2: the normal story. Oh, yeah, um, African studies, right? No, this is history, folks. This is history. You yes. know, if you someone's going to tell right? you about a mathematical piece that they don't understand, that's not just African studies. That's, that's history,
1: mm-hmm. world history. I mean, I understand yeah. that you can't put the entire i mean i do understand we can't put the entire history of every civilization and every culture in um public school textbooks right because it's just too much there but i do believe that there's a responsibility that has been failed uh that we were failed with because our history is so closely related to america's history african american history is so closely related that you can't really lump us in that category of saying oh well there's too much stuff in the world no Specifically, America here needs to include our story because it's so relative to who we are today. If you look at, for example, um, when the Capitol building got stormed uh, on January 6th, and of course, now that we had the inauguration, uh, a, lot of the to- a lot of the conversation from historians came about of how many slaves built those actual landmarks that were being mm-hmm. stormed and desecrated mm-hmm. with the Confederate flag, mm-hmm. right? And then we have to see that desecration happen again. Um, so yeah, for our particular story, the fact that those things are not included, it's it is disheartening because um I I forgot the the uh, she's an anthropologist you know who, she's really wonderful Dr Jane something she's always on she used to be on Oprah
2: with, the with, this the, older with white the with the with the apes with the apes Goodall yeah. Goodall. Good
1: is it well? No, good off the ape lady, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I think okay. she's what yeah. So this is different. This is this is another woman. I know you know who she is. She's older, and she has this whole platform that you know white people have been programmed to be inherently racist, and and she calls them out for it. And she and she examines things. For example, uh, we all probably grew up in a classroom setting where when you and it was time for social studies, the teacher would pull down a large map you know, from the ceiling, and it would roll yes. down, yes, and it had all, yes. had all the continents, and, she's, and she had one of those, and she pulls it down, and North America was the biggest continent, and over there was Africa, and over there was Antarctica, and mm. over there was Australia, mm-hmm. and she goes, from day one, you were already indoctrinated with inaccurate information, because if we were to show that map of continents, you would laugh North America off of it. It's so small. Exactly.
0: Comparatively.
1: Yep. So you already begin at that age with this sort of like idea of supremacy that's false, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, other Better than other nations, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the one that Donald Trump called S-hole countries is the one that was like the richest continent altogether, right? And that's kind of, we're taught completely the opposite, that it's some place everybody's running around in huts and you know, <laughs> it was you know uncivil, senior.
2: uncivilized, uncivilized. You, know, you know didn't make sense disorganized and the facts is to them it was disorganized because they just didn't understand that because it was so above them that they yeah. couldn't their brain could not go to that next level that we were already functioning at for hundreds and thousands of years i mean that's just 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 crazy um
1: so, yeah, it's unfortunate, you know. I don't know, I, I, and I'm, I don't know I'm, I'm trying to. I, I also juxtapose because you're given so much great, rich uh, yes. past history. So I'm just now, when you're doing that, I'm juxtaposing it to current references, right? So I cannot, of course, not think of Amanda Gorman right now, right? Mm-hmm. The magic and the brilliance and the reverence that comes out, and I was just telling a friend that. When she speaks and when she delivers her poetry at 22 years old with that sort of accomplished mind who overcomes a speech impediment and claims it and owns who she is, she is what uh, is the fear. She is what those people who stormed the Capitol fear, right? Mm-hmm. That's a white, that was a white mob movement that
2: is angry Damn. at yep. the
1: browning of America. And not that, not that it's getting browner, but it's getting brown and successful, right? That's the basis to the, the towns in Tulsa and Rosewood, right? Yep. They uh, like, like leave us alone, let's be successful, but then they'll come burn me down because you're angry that I'm successful without you. It's a really twisted
0: because I become a threat. I become a threat. Like, right. the more I know, the more I do, I become a threat. I often say, and I've said this to Yvette before, I always feel, not always, but most of the time, I feel like you don't even want me to be great. And the way I want to be great is to do what I Describe as success for myself mm-hmm. or as success for my people. But you don't even want me to do that in nope. covert ways or non covert ways. Yes. And just going, as you mentioned, Corey, you know, Black Wall Street, they tore. Mm-hmm. Like those people were just living.
1: Yeah. If and we they, were about, they were angry yeah. that they were doing well, just pure jealousy.
0: Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> so and just like people storming the Capitol, you're angry that you didn't get what you wanted based on ignorance just to mm-hmm. go there for a second, based yeah. on ignorance, because nothing was stolen, nothing, you know, democracy is democracy, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we don't, but we don't, you know, go against the Constitution of the United States because we don't oh. like what we hear.
1: here. And right. when, I, but, but when I saw the guy with the uh, the Confederate flag, though, I just thought that's not even a uh, slap in the face to African-Americans, like you're in, you're at the Capitol when that's a war that this country waged and that re- that flag represents the anarchists who were anti-government so i'm looking at the whole thing going like well, what who are these people like what are they going through and it got me really upset because i started i began to realize that's a lot of people in this country who feel that way and i'm like really a little embarrassed to belong for a minute and i was like a little like wow is my country really like do I have that many stupid people in this country? I was like a little, I was like feeling bad for me why. Right, like, I am right. looking at Swiss, I'm looking at Swiss passports and things now. I'm like, look, we're going to have to change this up because <it." S- it. laughs> I can't uh, believe there's that many. It's It was like embarrassing. And they're it all is. Like, Running around with no teeth, <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait. wait. And my British friend was like, "Are y'all talking about our teeth?" Um, <laughs> I mean, it was coming for us on, <laughs> on Facebook. So it's just, and 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 we are the ones, it seems to me, prevailing with um, and and I try to be very careful of that language too, because I don't like this sort of they and us, because I mean it's it's divisive in itself. But I'm just saying, as far as white nationalists who feel this way. Um, they take nothing from me because they are far too ignorant. Right. So knowing our past, as these great examples you bring up, that is how we make sure we have to educate ourselves, make sure our young people know this history. Yeah. You know? I, I have two little, I have, I have three little girl cousins and one of them, uh, she's so, they're all sweet. One is autistic. And um, she's about seven now or so. And I was going at Christmas time, I'm like, well, I don't even know if she gets the reference of what's happening right now with Kamala because she's in a different you know, place um, with her learning. And I said, well, that's not for me to know. I'm gonna buy her the same. She gonna get a Kamala doll. And other two gonna get, like my, my my little black princesses are going to know and see and feel and understand that we are moving forward. And I want to make sure they have those examples. So, uh, you know, I got my Kamala dolls for the girls. Nice. And I just got my Maya Angelou Barbie. <laughs> yes. Uh, nice. I want to, you know, celebrate those things, to your point, so that more stories are not lost, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Nice. And, 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 you know, it doesn't stop there. You know, I talked about art, literature, you know, education. We we all know how important education is, mm-hmm. but this should just make what I'm about to tell you all and share with you should just make you you know your your shoulders go back your back get a little straight straighter you know your your chin high. Did you know the first university in the world was founded in Africa, thirteen B.C. It's the oldest and first in the world. This university was capable of housing over 25,000 students. It had one of the largest libraries in the world between 400,000 and 700,000 manuscripts. I never knew that. Hmm. Is it at Sancor University in Timbuktu? I never knew that. I, wow. But I always knew to say Timbuktu meant something freaking freaking far, but I didn't know that it happened. Yeah. It was the first, you know what right. I mean? It was the first right. university mm-hmm. in South Africa, black people. Black people. Did you know, from an educational perspective, that most of the math concepts that are taught today were developed in Africa?
0: So, like the Pythagorean theorem and all that.
2: that I'm about to tell you. Yes, (laughs) I'm telling you. Over thirty. Yeah over uh, 35,000 years ago, you know, there are ancient Egyptian scripted textbooks that talk about math that included division, multiplication, and fractions, and geometric formulas like ergo geometry to calculate the area and volume of shapes. Yeah, but here, we not taught that, right? We not Mm -hmm. taught that. The the stuff that y'all pulling in your phones, right? All those social apps, all those things that you do today based off of stuff Black people created. We created. Medicine. Medicine. Another fact that blew my mind, right? Check this out. Western society, for most part, women, we were barred back in the day from, from, uh, from doing C-sections, right? For actually performing C-sections. Like back in the day, you had women midwives, you know, right, all right. that. But we weren't, women in general, weren't allowed to, like, be, quote, unquote, surgeons, right? That was man's work, right? Men's work um, up until the 19th century because we, women couldn't get into medical schools, right? So everything that we were doing from a women's perspective, you know, it was hand down, taught stories, that kind of thing. What worked, what didn't work, you know, in real life. But mm-hmm. we never went through the formal education of going to medical school. Right. Check this out. The first recorded successful C-section in the British Empire was conducted by a woman between 1815 and 1821. Her name is James Miranda Stewart Barry. She posed as a freaking man Ooh. to serve as a physician in the British Army in South Africa. Yes! And did the first C-section in history. Like I said, I got links. I got end notes. I got. So wait. So notes. she was black,
1: though. Black. So how did she? Was she light skin? Because she must. I, be, I, she was, I, I don't, she don't know. I mean, I she go ahead go ahead.
2: I'm gonna. You know what? The links are there. Dig yeah. in. Learn the history because it's the woman that pioneered the C-section, and she was black. So put that in your hat, right? Yeah, and yeah. then some other surgical procedures. You know, cataracts. Uh, setting setting bones right, we all of that based off of what came out of Africa, you know, and we influenced from Africa everything else. Our medicine, what we did, how we take, how we took care of our communities and our people, influenced all the neighboring all the neighboring cultures. From Greece, it spread out, affecting Western civilizations as well. There are old they can't even carbon date these Egyptian medical tests um, that actually talk through cataract surgery. I I mean, I mean, come on back in the day, like I'm back in the day vaccinations. Now I I specifically wanted to share this with everybody because we were in like pandemic and, you know, everyone trying to wait to get their little shot, right. Or two shots or whatever (laughs) it's supposed to be. Right. So, so it's funny, but not so funny in the time of COVID. but, This pandemic has really decimated and hit hard, the black and brown communities. But did you know, fun fact, that the knowledge that's used today about inoculations goes back to the 1600s originating from, boom, 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 West Africa, West Africa. We had West Africans inoculating themselves against smallpox before it came here In the late 19th century, took everybody out. Done and dusted. Done and dusted. In our in Africa, we smallpox wasn't it? It was a hiccup, right? We got over that. It killed thousands of people, you know, over here in Western civilization, but not for us. Not for us. We had so so much. It's so much history there, and it just blows my mind. So the smallpox vaccine was quote unquote deemed official, like I said, in the late 19th century. But do you know that it's attributed to a white man? His name is um, Cotton Mather, crazy white man. Um, He was up there, you know, burning witches, like he was that type crazy, right? But it's tied to him. And do you know that how he found out about vaccines? He learned it from a slave named Onimus, and that he told other people that he found out about this from this slave. That he re- received this information from Africa, and I'm just saying, like, like stuff that's mind blowing, history making, like, to just make you so proud. We are not broken. We are not dumb. You know, it's all those things that we are portrayed to be is so so far from it not even remotely close to the truth not even remote not even
1: no no and I think that's why you know again to bring up why it's important for us at this point it's obvious that we have to be the purveyors of our own history Yep, and we have to make sure that people know these stories I know again I bring up my little cousins I I was really conscious of that when they were like when, when they were like 12, they're grown now, but I, you know, I made sure they bought books about famous black inventors so that they mm-hmm. can see things and understand things like the patents that were not granted to, to slaves because they were slaves. But then someone um, white took credit for an invention. Yep. And, there's, and it's all those things are all around us. And rather than be angry at it, you know, there's a point where we have to understand, too, that there was a, that was a certain time. I get it. I get the ignorance of the world at that time. The, the treachery will never be something I can understand, how you can enslave someone and sell them like cattle. I mean, the brutality of it is not something that will ever be acceptable to me. But I understand that, God willing, white people today would hopefully disavow all that. And there are many who do, of course. And they're allies in the the, the fight for equality. But, you know, you have a lot of people who are still bringing forward with them, as you see, with the, the Confederate flag fool, And those other people who are still continuing this idea that um, they are right because they are white, they are supreme because their skin is lighter. And it's Mm -hmm. this bizarre false narrative that they are stuck with when it's so blatantly not true, right? Yeah. and the only way I get through to those people is um, at this point when I, ha- I have those debates, you know, when someone's on, uh, I may have mentioned before, to, you know, to be really blunt, it's, it's, uh, I have these debates with people like that all the time. And I, I, I hit them with facts. They come back with something stupid. I hit them with a fact. I hit them with a cited fact, data-backed fact. And then they have nothing to say. And then I go to my inbox and I see faggot nigger
2: yep. in right. my
1: inbox. Their, their final rebuttal, because education and intellect failed them. Mm-hmm. They resulted to a default trope childish. from four hundred years ago. Right. Childish. I'm like, i very childish. Really? And I'm like,
2: very, I'm like mm-hmm. really?
1: Yeah. I'm like, really? yeah, I didn't even. I'm not even offended. I I said, um, well, he blocked me, so I couldn't say anything. But I thought, <laughs> you know, they because you know, they, they do that, and then they, bloop, they delete. They right. Block right. Yeah. But um, but I ha- that happens a lot with me, especially being a writer and having published pieces. I get, you know, those messages. And I'm at the point now where my response to it is, I know that you are far too ignorant for me to even have a conversation with you that would benefit either of us. Too far gone, you know. But the beauty is when I get conversations, I get emails from people who admit to me, yeah, you know, I've been using the N-word my whole life. I'm not proud of it. And I'm, I'm, I, I want to have a conversation with you about that. Have, I've gotten those, too. And I just let them know what I tell them that I'm not affected by that word because I know better mm. you know, so thank you for you know admitting it, but I'm not affected by that because I make too much money and I have too many <laughs> degrees right. yeah, you know, I don't say that arrogantly, you know I came from. You know, 1753 slaves. I mean, you know, I just was on ancestry yesterday and saw the tombstones of my great 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 grandmother Novelli, who was born in 1854. Right, so she was clearly born a slave and died a free woman. And my other grandma who died at 113 years old, and I know the history, but from that, um, I have this great history where my one that grandmother who died at 113, she was the slave of the master's children. That was her wow. life. Yeah, and she. Her only role in life until she became a free woman was she would walk to school with the master's children every day and the slaves had to sit in the back of the classroom. Stand, mind you, not sit. Had to stand in the back of the classroom until the entire class day was done and they would have tasks like if she noticed little Sally's hair bow was crooked, she would go up straight. Then, oh. then, that was her life.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and then carry the little masters kids books home that Mm. that was her life right um but something interesting happened the slaves were learning to read and not letting anyone know because they were in the classroom every day as the masters children and my grandmother my great-great-grandmother grace was among them and they would go back and they would learn to read and they would talk and speak and then they would not let anyone know they could speak proper and know the yeah um It's amazing that today, from her, spawned generations who are now scholars. I'm a writer. My cousin Carl Weber is a famous writer. He's got all these like kind of not black novels, and you know, TV like kind of like a Tyler Perry sort of guy. Um, And I just find it to be fascinating that you know she, from being a slave, from her comes educators and doctors, and you know all these great people who are educators uh, or educated, but. Um, but that's knowing the greatness of what we come from. So none of that, you know, the N-word doesn't bother me and all that foolishness, you know, because I understand the history of where we come from. I know those stories. And so, so, I, so I bring it back to this. So the point is, because I know those stories and I'm not affected, we need to make sure we inoculate more of our
0: kids. Yeah. No, yes. I totally agree. We so come, we come. I agree, Corey. We, we. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry, that was rude of me. I was so oh, excited. No, I just I was jumped done. in. No, I was done. I was done. Uh, we, we come. I said that at the onset. We come from Black brilliance. I'm gonna start using. that. It's gonna be my new phrase. You know, Black girl magic, you better, you Black know, boy joy, Black look brilliance.
1: look at that copyright.
0: Okay, <laughs> but but as Yvette mentioned in the history, you know, we come from kings and queens. We come from all. All greatness. And, and we, let people, we let people tell us otherwise. And as you said, Corey, and you also mentioned it, Yvette, we have to teach our children, you know, our, our, our respective children and chil- friends, children, and people in our village. We have to teach them. It is our responsibility to do that. Because mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the history that we learn is not going to tell us that. And no. we need to be confident. As you said, inoculated. We need to be confident in that. And when we walk into a room, don't be shy. That's you have that in your heart. Mm-hmm. And don't don't, and don't let anybody dim. tell you. Don't lim, don't dim it. Right? Don't, right. It like,
1: don't be less than. You know last week, um I had um a colleague, a white colleague. He had a couple drinks in him on on Instagram. So he Never good. But, Never yeah, good. Yeah, so yeah, drinks I always and say social media honey, uh, wine, before disaster. Wine and texting do not mix. Mm-hmm. But um but so you know, he he popped up and he just started, you know, because I had a few of me too, so it was like you know, two in the morning. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he goes on to say, uh, "I oh man, I love you." I like, "Oh, thank you." He goes, "Even if you are a little braggadocious." Oh. So I so I paused. Now then I sobered up. So he at that point he was still drunk and I was like, eh. yeah. So I was like, oh. <laughs> um, because it's a coworker. So yeah, I yes. said, um, I said, really? Well, I said, how so? No, he said, no, you know, passive aggressive, no, no, I mean, I mean, you, always, you you kind of slide it in, you know, and if I, you do so much cool shit, and if I did so much cool shit, I I would, I would, I would do the same thing. And so, and I really sobered up, and I said, and I, because I, I knew references that he was mentioning where mm-hmm. I've, I've shared, and that's the thing where you start sharing too much with people, sometimes in certain environments, they're not all happy for you. I oh, share because yep. I'm happy about situations, mm-hmm. right? So I said, oh, I know, I said, listen. If we're together and someone asks us, hey, how's it going? And you say, I'm about to go to the mall. And I say, I'm about to go interview Charlie's Angels. That's not my problem, that you're not yep. going to interview Charlie's Angels. Like, I'm not dimming my, I began to, I, I, all of a sudden it came to me like why he was acting that way. Because he's been environment, we've been in environments where you know, our, our boss was like, hey, um, so what you guys do this weekend? We all went around the room. I said, well, I ended up in page six. <laughs> like, that's yeah. really Snaps happening.
0: For that. exactly. that's
1: not, there's no one's bragging, like, that's my life. So I'm not going to dim my light, because that's not your existence, right? I am a product of everything I've done, everything I bring forward. But I just found that was interesting, because he is a white colleague.
2: Yeah. And
1: I um, felt, you know, I don't know how to take that. I don't know what, Yeah, you know, I don't know how to process that. But I just thought it was interesting that, I don't know if it were anybody else, would it be braggadocious. But that's
0: what I was about to say. If it was a white colleague, would he be okay yeah, with you saying like, that?
1: Like, would would that be okay? Like, I have yeah. them who are doing great things too? And I don't know if he would have been like, "Well, you brag a lot." And yeah. So anyway, interesting. So I just say that to say that sometimes um, you know, we, we, we face resentment for Shining, but I'm not going to.
0: Absolutely. I have a story about Yvette actually. Can I tell Uh, the story uh, about your wedding day? Uh, no, 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 (laughs) no,
2: (laughs) no. What do you mean? We are not, we are not going there. What about the
0: story about the photographer? We are not going there. We are not Uh, going there. We are not not going there. Okay. Okay. No, well, I'll, I'll talk about myself. (laughs) I think that there've been times where I have been in situations where people were expecting someone else. Oh, and oh you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people are expecting someone else.
1: Becky, honey, they're expecting Becky.
0: Right. And then they get Erica.
1: <laughs> and
0: <laughs> then it's like, huh, you know, and it's a different thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel that to, to your point, Corey, like would, it, would you have said that if I were someone else? Mm-hmm. Would you have reacted that way if I was someone else? Yeah. But I think in some situations, what we tend to do, is you're right, we kind of dim ourselves a little bit. But those days are gone and those days have to be gone. Yeah. We have to, we have to know that we come from I don't want to say it again, but we just come from an amazing legacy. Mm-hmm. And we need to walk into the room with all of that. Because yes. I do feel that we walk on their shoulders and them looking down from heaven at us mm-hmm. is like what are you doing with this? What are you doing with the sacrifices that we made? What are you doing with all of that? And we need to be, we need to, we need to not let anyone dim us or make us feel like we have to be something else because we need to fit in. You know, we started this year. I feel like every episode we have Yvette, is going back to our unapologetically you. Yeah. It's about being unapologetic and that's part of it too. And knowing where you come from helps you be unapologetic. Absolutely,
1: it's um, it's it's, um, another one example that I just had recently too. Where um, years ago, this kind of group of what I call sort of like this, this bougie black click that I'm not really, you know, they all went to HBCUs, I didn't, you know, and so uh, we kind of have mutual friends, but when I get around them, I always, I used to always feel sort of inadequate because they're very clickish, you know, the, that whole thing is, it would be, it'd be like a, a white guy who didn't go to Harvard going mm-hmm. into, it was, I mean, that exact yeah. same dynamic, so it's funny how that would be the same no matter of race, right, um, and I would feel really inadequate in that room uh, sometimes, but um, when, when I talked about what I was doing, I was holding my own because I was doing great things too. And then somehow that seemed to um, annoy them that I wasn't that I wasn't feeling reductive at all. I just kind of shined with them. And someone said to me um, later on that, well, you know, so and so thinks you um, suck all the air out of the room. Oh. And that was my, and so, and I, I had to internalize that for a long time. And I really, for a while, would go around that group still because we had mutual friends. And I would, you know, sort of like kind of turn me down a little bit. And I'm a very different person now. Now I came up with a response to them, which is, no, baby, you just need better lung capacity.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's yes. what I think is the problem. It's not,
1: it's not me, it's you. You need to be able to. <gasps> Breathe it in,
2: sweetie. Yeah. Like, their, their lungs aren't yes, good Yes, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> wow. I mean, like, just so powerful. And I'm going to leave everybody with this. You know, we started this episode talking about how Black history doesn't, didn't start in 1619. And I'm just going gonna, gonna to highlight that point when I tell you this. Don't let people, I'm going to say people, not just white people, but people make you believe that we only got here by a slave ship that is so far removed from the truth. Now, do you think our people who've been the founders of math, science, architecture, medicine, educating, couldn't build a freaking boat to explore? I mean, just just comprehend that, right? Nah, but they don't want you to know that we came here First, on our own exploration of the new world, and I'm going to tell you that this thing you know, Christopher Columbus, da 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 da, it was no. a black person, it was an African. And I'm going to tell you this story, and I hope it empowers you, emboldens you to embrace our great history and culture. That you've come from kings and queens, and some of the brightest minds that started the Western civilization that you know today. So we basically arrived here at the same time as the Europeans. I didn't say Christopher Columbus, the Europeans. So why do you think the age of exploration is only for white people? Why are only white people the only ones to have the wealth, knowledge, and know-how to crisscross the globe? In the early 1500s, Africans, trekked across Mexico, Peru, and Ecuador. They went to New Mexico, which is, we all know it's a state here, right? New Mexico, and they gazed upon these glorious shores of the mysterious Pacific Ocean alongside other, other explorers. Now, I'm gonna tell you about this North African explorer, Slave name little Stephen, but his real name is Destampago. I think I, I butchered it, but again, links, everything's gonna be there. He was the first African explorer, 1527. He helped the Spanish colonize Florida and the Gulf Coast. Oh, well, so, points so, off for that though. He yeah, that. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, points <laughs> off for that. But again, you don't hear about that. You don't yeah. hear about the black African, the African on the on the on the on the boat right you only they only talk about us they equate us with boat 1619 slave not boat crisscrossing the world not boat crisscrossing the world and and coming to the new world before all those other folks you know like piled for fart and you know what and it's just a testament to our people that we came here and we didn't kill the indians we mm-hmm. didn't kill the native americans right we said Oh, good. New people. Bounce, and we bounced, Right. right. <laughs> we, we didn't come home. here to right. destroy, decimate, rape and pillage. Right. We didn't do that. We came here, acknowledge who they were, acknowledge oh, your land. You guys are gonna do. We probably doing this over here. Yada, yada, yada. Got back on their boat and kept it moving. Right. Yeah. So when you think about all this, right, this episode is just the tip of the iceberg of our history. We are warriors, kings, queens, explorers and inventors. So don't forget that. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, remember, your crown has already been bought and paid for. All you got to do is put it on.
1: Amen to that. (laughs) Hallelujah.
0: Yes, honey. So Corey, before we close out, any Mm -hmm. closing remarks? This has been such a great episode.
1: Oh, yes, it has. And I've learned a lot. So thank you both. Yeah, my my closing remarks is, uh, my closing remarks are that even <laughs> as Charles like my closing remarks is yeah uh, my closing remarks are that we're never too old to learn and especially from each other right so um I learned a lot tonight with with this information that you're sharing with me and um it's how we bring it forward so now I'm going to go and look into black exploration before yes. Columbus because I'm very curious about that I never even Considered that before.
0: Right, so uh,
1: right. I'm really excited to learn new things as always. So thank you for that. And thank you guys for having me on the show. And I look forward to covering more topics with you in the future and having you on my podcast very soon as well. I, I just kicked mine off. So it's new. She's a little new.
0: Oh, okay. uh, Yes. Come but, um, but it's for coming issues. along.
1: Yes. Yes. It's coming along and we'll do it soon. So I look forward to having you as a guest on my podcast too. Thanks Fabulous. so much, Corey.
0: Thank awesome. you so much. So, people. Don't let anyone tell you your story. Know your history and let it empower you to be the best person you can be. Yvette, amazing history today. Corey, Andrew, thank you for joining us. And everyone, thank you for listening. And that's our show. Any samples of media remain the property of their owners. Opinions expressed reflect the individual's point of view, not the Melon and Pearls podcast. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes and Spotify. If there's a topic you would like for us to cover, let us know by visiting www.melaninpearls.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, we encourage you to visualize your best self.